Excel Pro. If we look around the world, the large companies get some form of third-party assurance, and most companies outside of the U.S. use a CPA firm. In the U.S., that is really not the case. Welcome to Excel Pro Audit, where we provide expert interviews and coaching to accelerate your professional development. I'm Jessica Stillman. Today, we're going to talk about the evolving standards around ESG reporting and assurance. My guest is Bob Hirth. Bob was formerly Senior Managing Director at Protivity and has served on many standard-setting and advisory boards. Today, we're talking about the big three of sustainability regulations, why internal audit teams should get started now, and more. Excel Pro's expert interviews and coaching accelerate your professional development. Our mission is to improve your day-to-day job performance and make your career goals achievable. For a transcript of this episode and to learn more about the Excel Pro audit community, visit joinexcelpro.com. That's J-O-I-N-A-C-C-E-L-P-R-O.com. And now for my conversation with Bob Hirth. Hi, Bob. Thanks for being here today. We are super excited to have you on today because you've had such a long and impressive career in the audit space. You're at Protivity, a global business consulting firm, but you also spent many years in internal audit. And perhaps most interestingly, from the perspective of our conversation today, you've served on many standard setting and advisory boards. You were co-chair of SASB, the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board, before it merged with the IRC. And you were also chairman of COSO for several years. And you're currently a member of the AICPA ASEC Sustainability Assurance and Advisory Task Force. So you've had a really close-up view of the evolution of standards and guidance around ESG reporting. As all these acronyms suggest, this can be a confusing space with many different organizations weighing in and a regulatory landscape that's evolving rapidly. Can you give us a quick overview of the most important developments auditors need to know about when it comes to regulations and standards around ESG right now? Yeah, Jessica, certainly, you know, this has taken the path of many new industries or items where there's a lot of players. Think about automobiles and airlines. And so sustainability standards are a bit the same way. So over time, they've begun to coalesce and consolidate down to a manageable number, which is still probably not totally acceptable because we'd love to have one single global standard for sustainability reporting. And I'm not sure we'll get there, but we'll get close. We're down to three really major standards across the world or proposed standards. Number one, for public companies in the U.S., there's a proposed SEC climate-related disclosure rule. So that would apply to all U.S. stock exchange companies. We then have the International Sustainability Standards Board. That is the sister organization to the IFRS accounting standards. So all of the non-U.S. GAAP organizations who follow IFRS accounting standards would follow those ISSB sustainability standards. And a little bit in the middle is something called the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, and that is a European Union initiative. Now, it's a little bit confusing because you think that the ISSB standard would suffice, but it doesn't. So we're down to those three, and I think, frankly, we'll end up with those three. So that's where we are today. With those three standards, and there'll still be changes to those. I want to really make the point of what the current risk is for our audience of internal auditors. And that current risk is the reporting that is done by any company today on sustainability or ESG. And why I say that is any reporting an organization does publicly has to be accurate. 
So many internal audit groups have not gotten into the sustainability reporting of a company. And I think that's unfortunate because these sustainability reports are public information. They're being relied on. And I believe that internal audit functions can't wait and do something later that they need to look at what are those disclosures now and do some form of validation. That can vary from simply asking some questions to doing actually substantive work. So the point I want to make as it relates to ESG reporting and sustainability reporting is don't wait, do something now, because whatever your organization is saying needs to be accurate and you need to help validate the accuracy of that information. Why are internal auditors holding back so much? Are they waiting for the final word in terms of guidance from regulators and standard setters? Do they just feel like they don't have the necessary expertise? Yeah, it might be all those things and more. First of all, yes, they might be a little bit afraid of it. What do I know about greenhouse gases and do I have the skills? Now, that certainly gives internal audit functions the opportunity to get some extra training or hire outside resources. And yes, sometimes people wait until they think they have to. There's no rule making me do this, so I'm going to wait. And I'd also say just the human nature of newness. We either want to stay in denial or ignore it and let it pass. I want to pound on my statement that if you're reporting information now, how do you know it's accurate? And it is very important reporting. So please, everybody in internal audit functions, get after this now. What's your recommendation for getting started? What's next? I think there's a couple of different ways you might get started. One is obviously they could educate themselves a little bit on sustainability overall. They might talk to some of their contacts outside that, that they think know something about it. But of course, you start with the actual ESG report itself. This is, for lack of a better word, the document or the digital information on the website that is telling that story. It's a combination of qualitative information about programs that the company has, but also quantitative information. It's greenhouse gas emissions, the tons of carbon that it produces, the amount of water that they use, or the percentage of waste that goes to landfill. So there's a lot of quantitative information. The other thing that's different about sustainability reporting as compared to financial reporting, it's not just that baseline, I'll say historical information. Once you get that information, companies set goals and targets. So this is our water usage. We're going to reduce it to this. This is our admissions number. We plan to reduce it to that number by this state. So that commitment in a sense, that liability has now been publicly stated. And one of, I think, internal audit's role should be to try to validate or challenge the reasonableness of those targets to make sure the company can get there. Now, you're talking about things like water usage targets, greenhouse gas. That's quite a far distance from financial metrics that I think a lot of folks in audit are traditionally trained on. And I think that takes a sort of different expertise. Is it helpful to develop partnerships with other departments? How do they deal with this new expertise that are well outside the financial spectrum that auditors are used to dealing with? Well, that's a good point. I mean, it is different information, but nevertheless, it's information. There's some objectivity of it. And certainly, I think all those things, looking at outside resources, can you contract with someone for a while and have them actually teach you this and be a part of the team? Is there external training or certification programs that you can get to really become not expert, but knowledge about And then to your point, how can you leverage the organization that you're in? How can you go to people who, for example, have responsibility for measuring emissions or managing water and learn from them? So I think it's a combination of all those. But also what's important is the innate skills the audit group already has, their ability to be objective, to think critically, 
to really understand the facts and circumstances and the procedures and control. So I think it's a bit of both using internal audit's existing skills and gaining some additional skills. And there are a number of ways to do that. For internal auditors, is the goal to meet all the standards or are the team sort of looking to stakeholders to what to prioritize? What are your thoughts on where to aim? Because there are so many possibilities. Yeah. So there's two maybe dimensions to look at that. And to use the COSO term, what we call applicable laws and regulations. Just as you said, there's lots of standards and laws and regulations. Not all of them apply. So you want to figure out which ones apply to you. And then once you've got that, we go through the concept of materiality. What are the items that matter? Which are the items that would change someone's decision if that number was this or that? So determining applicability and taking an inventory, if you will, of which regulations apply, and then applying the lens of materiality to it. So that in some respects, you don't look at everything, but you look at the items that matter. And when it comes to sustainability, a really important point is those items that matter will vary by industry. And as you mentioned, I was the co-vice chair at SASB for about five years. Those standards are developed specifically industry by industry. We have separate standards for 77 industries. The material issues for an oil and gas company are different than a bank and different than a technology company and different from a manufacturing company. So what's applicable, what's material and really matters, and most of the time that's driven by industry and business model. So there's still issues in some areas where there's data shortcomings. You don't have all the data, you're not sure about the data. And when you have these sort of shortcomings, is it more important to be transparent that you don't have the data? Are you trying to get to perfection? What's the goal when you have these sort of data shortcomings? How would you advise audit professionals handle that? Well, everybody says data is the new gold, right? And that is the case with sustainability reporting. There is a lot of data and that data has to come from somewhere. That data usually resides in some form of electronic system. So there is work that all the audit groups have to do around the control, the continuity, the protection, the privacy of that information. What is a little different about sustainability reporting, and as we've talked about it, it's still emerging. It's still voluntary to a point. And there are a number of situations where, as I say, companies can't become an Olympic athlete by next Friday. They are reporting some information. The regulation maybe has them report everything and they can't get there. So actually, there are some excuses you can use to not report everything right away. But at the end of the day, especially if there's a regulation, we need to be compliant with that. So this whole information technology, general controls, understanding where the data comes from and the controls around that reporting are really important because the data collection piece is absolutely essential, critical, paramount to ESG reporting. I want to also talk about your current role as a member of the AICPA, ASEC, Sustainability Assurance Advisory Task Force. That is quite a mouthful if I had to read that one. Can you tell us a little bit about your role there and how the work of the board is relevant to CPAs? Sure. But let's think about if we step back to the reporting world, we have financial reporting. And it's so important that it needs to be validated by a third party. So we're all familiar with the audit of financial statements or financial information. Let's go over to the sustainability reporting. And again, it's emerging and evolving, but there's a view that sustainability reporting is or is becoming as important as that financial reporting. So many people now are looking to this notion of getting third-party assurance from a CPA firm. And today, even though it's voluntary, a number of large companies get third-party assurance on certain aspects of their sustainability reporting. 
the regulations that I mentioned, the SEC rule, the corporate social responsibility reporting directive, the ISSB standards, they all have an assurance, I'll say viewpoint, the ISSB makes it voluntary, but the SEC and the CSRD regulation would require assurance. And that assurance is needed needs to come from a third party. Now, to my role on the AICPA committee, what our committee is trying to do is ensure, because we truly believe the CPA is most qualified to do this, that the CPA firm becomes the primary or exclusive assurance provider of sustainability information. So how do we do that? We do that through educating the people who would hire those CPAs, the firms themselves, the investors that use the information. So, you know, this is really ultimately moving to third-party assurance, just like financial reporting. Anyone who reads the business news knows that there's a lot of noise about anti-ESG kind of backlash going on in some quarters at the moment. Is that something audit professionals need to follow or worry about, or is that something that's unlikely to impact them? I think auditors, both external and internal, need to be aware of what we'll call the anti-ESG movement, just like they need to be aware of any market development. At the end of the day, there will be regulations they need to comply with or their organizations want to complete some reporting. And they should help their organization. As we all know, the definition of internal auditing includes the word adds value. So yes, I think you need to be aware of it, but you need to move on and do the job that you're asked to do. You have been interested in ESG for a long time, well before it was the hot topic it is right now. I'll give you the story that I got involved in SASB and sustainability on a bike ride with a friend of mine who mentioned this SASB thing, and I looked into it. And actually, for me, timing-wise, it was good to become interested in something new because I was moving off of being the chairman at COSO. So I met with the founder, Gene Rogers, of the SASB, and she was lucky for board members, and I'd say the rest is history. But the point I want to make is, I got involved in that because I was curious. And just because you're curious doesn't mean you end up doing something. But I looked into it, tried to understand it. I thought that had a really good value proposition. They had already recruited some good people, and I concluded that I wanted to be part of that. So that's how the SASB opportunity came up, and that has been a very rewarding experience. What would be your advice for audit professionals who are interested in steering their career to focus on ESG? Yeah, I do have advice on what you do. And as many people can imagine, people are really interested in this topic. They want to be part of it. They want to contribute. They believe in it. So let me start with, there needs to be some self-education. There's tons of material out there from firms like Protivity, from the CPA firms, from law firms. So educate yourself a little bit on the issues and the terminology. Certifications don't always mean that you're qualified, but they do demonstrate a commitment and an interest. And organizations like the IA and the AICPA and others now have created certification programs around sustainability. So you can learn more about how greenhouse gas emissions are calculated. So I think taking advantage of those formal certification programs would be a next step. And of course, doing it and getting involved and contributing. I think there are a number of people in internal audit because they know the business They'd be great sustainability officers. They know a lot of people. They understand how the business works. They know the locations. They know the processes in the business model. So self-education, certification programs, and then just getting involved at your organization. I understand CPAs and traditional auditors only do a small percentage of review around ESG reporting right now. But assumedly, that's set to grow if your work at the AICPA is successful. 
Is ZSG a good career growth opportunity for folks? Is there likely to be good demand for these sort of skills? I think ESG, sustainability, clearly is evolving. But I think the end game is that public formal corporate reporting has now expanded permanently to include sustainability and ESG information, and it's not going back. So there's this whole new arena of reporting, and whether that's working in the company around those programs to the internal auditing of that to validate your company's report to the third-party assurance, yes, it has become a, I'll say now, fully baked in concept of reporting. To your point about assurance and the AICPA committee, if we look around the world, the large companies get some form of third-party assurance, and most companies outside of the U.S. use a CPA firm. In the U.S., that is really not the case. They've used boutique engineering firms and other certification firms. So the big change we hope that will happen through the AICPA committee is that CPA, as I said, becomes more of the primary or exclusive assurer of this information. And I think at the committee level and others believe that for the most part, that will be the same accounting firm that does the financial statement auditing of the company. I think that's a great succinct point to end on. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you taking the time. It's my pleasure, Jessica. Thank you. For a transcript of this conversation and to learn more about the Excel Pro audit community, visit joinexcelpro.com. That's J-O-I-N-A-C-C-E-L-P-R-O.com. Excel Pro's interviews and products accelerate your professional development. Our mission is to improve our members' day-to-day job performance and make your career goals achievable. Thanks again to today's guest. If your colleagues in any sector of the audit field might be interested, please let them know about Excel Pro. As our community grows, it grows more useful for its members. Remember to send your comments and career questions to questions at joinexcelpro.com. You can also call us at 614-642-2235. That's 614-64-EXCEL. Excel Pro Audit is powered by Kaplan. The producers are J. Ray Sparks and Jeff Eisenman. The team is Matt Crossman, Shweta Kolkarni, Caitlin Cole, Jared Goff, Inesh Bose, Arnesh Bose, Neil Ungerleiter, and me, Jessica Stillman. Remember, we excel together. See you next time.